L-A-S. The LAS Podcast Network is the premier independent community development platform working with local creators to produce podcasts and content by the community for the community. To learn more, visit LASPodcastNetwork.com. Nope. Didn't like that one. <laughs> cut the music. Just cut it. Cut it. Nope. Nope. We're what not an, doing that one ever again. <laughs> unsatisfying That was way. really... That was, <laughs> I didn't like that uh, in the slightest. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Craig. It's okay. Hello, and welcome to Creating Crap with Craig, the show where we love both alliteration and creation. I'm your host, Craig Johnson, and sitting in the booth, hitting buttons, slapping mics, and clicking on keys... It is DJ Ruffy Red McGruff, Logan Adams Show! Logan, how you doing? I don't know. This is a weird start to this episode. <laughs> it's been a very... We're creating some crap already. We are already... We're in the crap zone. We've entered the crap zone. It's much like the chalk zone, but worse. <laughs> I, I don't know how it can be worse. The crap oh, zone. It can be, we can get worse. We can get worse. That's a segment now, the crap zone. Welcome to the crap zone. Ugh, I don't like that. Ugh. Anyways, <laughs> I am joined today with the beautiful, magnificent, easy breezy cover girl, Tyson! I thought we had applause. Applause? Oh, you want applause? I thought we, I, we... I demand applause. <laughs> there it is! Tyson! Does this feel like you're at the Rough Riders yet? Yes. The, the oh. best part about being at the Rough Riders is when they win, and I go out on the ice with them afterwards, and they're all super hyped up, and I'm taking pictures <laughs> of like, all yeah, of them. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's <laughs> awesome. Do they ever come up to you and they just like pick you up? <laughs> no, they come up to me and they pose for pictures all the time now, though. Like once they got used to me being there, they're like, they just had to they had accumulate to your presence. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Tyson. You are, for those who don't know, you are the photographer for the Rough Riders. Yes. And that's pretty cool because I'm Canadian and I love hockey. So I feel like there's a budding relationship here. I want to re- <laughs> repeat that back to you. That's pretty cool because I'm Canadian. <laughs> and I love hockey. And I love hockey. Everybody should love hockey. Though. Everyone it's, should love hockey. I don't I don't hate other sports, but hockey is just so much more exciting than a lot of other sports. It's just constant action. They exactly. almost never stop. It's it's very photogenic. It's a very photogenic sport because anytime that you have people skating, it's very photogenic and oh, looks yeah. awesome. Oh yeah. Like there's so many action shots constantly because people yeah. are constantly doing stuff. Yeah. And I and that like we watched the Super Bowl at Logan's place and uh God, the amount of just start and stop that happens. Like, like it can get very technical, and that's you know that's what's enjoyable about like football and stuff is that you know like uh, that that starting and stopping is part of it because there's always like trying to work out plays and stuff like that. But if you want something that's just like fast paced, action packed, hockey's right there for you, man. Soccer is close second, but they call too many uh, yellow cards in my opinion. But 
Hockey? Boom. You're going. If you get into a fight, that ref ain't doing shit. You run up there, you you pull the jersey over that guy's head, and you just start beating him. <laughs> <laughs> That's hockey, baby. Some uh, some gloves came off last night at the oh, game. Oh, did actually. they? Yeah. I feel like that always happens at Rough Riders games. I, it's been it's been a little bit. Uh, they've been a little bit lacking on the fights lately. Oh, actually, yeah. But yeah. last night there was a there was a pretty good one. Of course, they always do it really far away from me, so I can't get good pictures. Right. You want you want to get but, like up in that business? Can't, maybe maybe get a good shots, like some blood coming out of somebody's nose or something <laughs> like that. Really get like a nice beautiful action I've, shot. I've got some I've got some pictures where they did fight close to me that are pretty good. But Ooh, there you go. There you go. Got some some people getting punched right in the face. You know that the wonderful moment right when the <laughs> fist is making contact. You got it with like like the the motion like still happening like yeah. mid punch. Yeah, that's it's great. That's like I feel like action shots like that are just every photographer's like wet dream in a sense. Absolutely. Like it's like like a nature photographer wants that action shot of like a wolf just going down on some Nope. That sounded weird. Uh, <laughs> a wolf. <laughs> a wolf. No. A wolf eating like a rabbit or something. Not going down on a rabbit, eating a rabbit. So it's been a minute since we've recorded an episode of this it show. It has been. So in case you didn't notice, <laughs> it's I been a hot it. minute. <laughs> we didn't miss an episode. We released archival episodes. Exactly. But I, f- I feel like I'm feeling a little bit of the rust coming off. I gotta. There's a there's a bit of a scraping of rust going on, so uh, I apologize for that, dear viewer. But you know, we'll scrape through it together. I'm I'm glad I can be here to help scrape the rust. Thank I guess. you. Thank you. You're a great. Great. What gets rid of rust? Depends on how deep the rust is. Mm. It's deep. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, moving on. Once Logan finds out what gets rid of rust, that's we'll figure that out. <laughs> lemon later. juice. Lemon. You're an amazing lemon juice. <laughs> I'm glad that you can be the lemon juice to my rust. <laughs> all right. That can't okay. be real, can it? Because uh, that's what it says. Rub ha- salt all over the rusted area you want clean. Once it's coated, cut a lemon in half and squeeze its juice onto huh. the salt. You can also use limes. Ooh. Let the salt and lemon juice mixture remain on the item for two hours. HDTV. What would happen if you used Sprite then? Uh, the lemon-lime combination. The lemon-lime combo. It would not just de-rust it. It would just dissolve it. Oh. Salt and Sprite, turns out, just eats away at matter. Life lessons with Craig and Crap with Craig. If you have rust, just use Sprite. <laughs> Go to, but get like the McDonald's Sprite, that one that's like, like it's just like extra acidic. Yeah. That, that way you'll really get that deep. The, those deep ones are the out. best, though. It is the best. It ta- I understand what people mean by it. it's like it's like clown juice. It is a little bit like clown <laughs> juice. It's that really acidic, like punch you in the face kind of. Maybe the crap Maybe zone. Maybe the crap <laughs> is is whenever you go off. <laughs> into something else. Welcome to Tangents with Craig, featuring yeah. somebody sitting across from me that I'm not talking to. Right, like Craig. Craig has entered the crap zone. We have entered the crap zone. Anyways, so let's let's start off with what, where, how did you get your start in photography? Well, I have a friend who's also into photography. He told me I would really like it. Uh, I resisted that for a while because photography is expensive. Oh yeah, it's a very expensive hobby. Um, I ended up getting a new job. There's a lot of photo documentation with the job, so I was taking a lot of pictures anyways, and I was like, yeah, I could I could probably see myself doing this. Um, and then just started messing around uh, with with the phone. You know, I got the, the iPhone whatever number this is. I right. don't remember anymore. 
um, with the three cameras. The iPhone 11 X 12 G8 Battlefield. Yeah, and and taking pictures with that, and it does a fine job, but it kind of just sparked the sparked the itch, I guess. And I like- uh, then, in order to actually afford a camera, I ended up selling some Magic the Gathering cards that I had laying around that I was not using for anything. I like those cards can get pricey. So I understand how you were able to afford a camera with those. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I had I had played since, like, 2013. So I had a lot of cards and a lot of high-value cards. Ooh. I think I only ever played once. Uh, I was like, oh, this is fun. and then I, But I never got into it because I was like, I don't have the money for that. Yeah, I sold my cards for almost $3,000. Whoa! <laughs> and that was just, to, that was just a, a store. Logan, do we have any magic cards laying around? <laughs> so... <laughs> Not to go into the crap zone, but I do. I have a lot oh of God. old OG magic cards from when my dad would play. Like, not alpha, but like beta set and stuff like that. Oh, my God. That I have to sort through. So, this, yeah, this is getting me really excited. I'm interested. This Maybe is I'll how start photography. This is how we're going to finally buy some computers for LAS. This is Logan's going to sell his Magic the Gathering collection. Whatever gets it there. <laughs> Whatever gets us Whatever, there. Whatever, you know? Because, you know, sometimes... And that is something actually really... Every time. There it is. There it is. There Every it time. Is. I cannot go an episode without just <laughs> beating the tar out of my mic. <laughs> yeah. Oh, thank you, ethereal laugh track from the uh, the live studio audience that we always have on deck. God damn it. That, there, the rust is back. It's me punching the mic repeatedly. Anyways, but I feel like that's a... Sometimes that's like a sacrifice that you got to make to really get into a hobby. Because that's like... That's like the jumping point of like, all right, if I do this, then I'm doing this kind of moment. 100%. It was and and the magic together in cards like I I moved up to Cedar Rapids like it's been like three and a half years now. Um, which meant that I moved away from all the people I used to play Magic the Gathering with. So you didn't have a whole lot of reason to even, like, hold on to them other than for, like, memories. Yeah, I definitely could have still played up here, but I was just kind of like, you know, I don't, I wasn't as into it at that point anymore anyway, so I decided to just sell them, get into a new hobby, and uh, I haven't looked back at all. Hell yeah. What kind of camera do you have? It is a Sony A7 III. Nice. I don't know what any of that means. Uh, Forrest would know. I but, mean, you know uh, what you know what Sony means. I do. I got the Sony part. Uh, I think that was about all I got, though. So, yeah, I I don't want to jump in, Craig, too much. Oh, you're good. But jump away. I'm really fascinated by photography and particularly, like, event-based photography, like what you do with the Rough Riders. Yeah. Um, because it, it – it's slightly different, right? There's a lot of different facets of photography, and, and you need different equipment, different lenses, different tools in order to, to do it successfully. So I'm excited to hear kind of how you approach that type of work. Yeah, so this lens, because I have my camera right here, not that anybody else can see it, but you guys can. <laughs> uh, this lens that I have here is definitely not what I would use to shoot hockey. Right. It's not anywhere near long enough. This is just a 50 millimeter. They call it a, it's just a prime lens. Okay. Uh, so it only does 50 millimeter focal length. Um. They call it a nifty 50. It's cheap. It's light. It's really nice for just walking around with. So uh, it's just like your everyday kind of foot, like. Kind of. Um, 50 millimeters is also very, very similar uh, to what you would just see with your eyes. Oh, okay. So 35 is like wider. That's like what they shoot a lot of movies and video and stuff in. Right. Um, 
85 millimeter is it'll it'll compress it a little bit more it'll flatten things out a little bit very good for like portraits things like that um and as you get that as you get that uh that focal length longer you're you're kind of looking farther away too so what i use for hockey is like this big long uh variable 70 millimeter to 200 millimeter lens right because you need to be able to just kind of chill in like one little area and be able to capture everything around without yeah. having to get up and yeah. run around trying to catch up with people yeah i mean you know i i i kind of let them come to me right uh, i just sit in the zamboni tunnel well i stand but i just stand in the zamboni tunnel and whenever the play is happening on that side that's when i'm taking pictures of it bada bing bada boom yep um it, I walk around with that lens at the games too, you know, intermissions and stuff like that. I I go out on the ice, take pictures of like the activities that they're doing, stuff like that. Nice. It still works plenty well for that because I have plenty of room. You know, I can stand as far away as I need to to capture a good picture. Yeah, with that's that, len- with that's, that length. That's like a, a our photographer Forrest, uh, like Ostium. He's got you know this big honking lens, and he's taking these pictures like from far away, and I'm just like, how's that gonna look? good and then like he shows me the pictures and i'm like what the kind of wizard magic is this <laughs> like it's 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 weird because like if you're not a photographer you're just so used to seeing everything through your own eyes and then all of a sudden it's like no i can stand here and get this like awesome shot from like all these feet so feet away because i got this like amazing lens i'm like how did you even what <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy like yeah i i can't imagine <clears throat> what it's like to try and learn because like there's a lot to photography uh like i feel like people who mainly just use their phones like don't really get that aspect of like the amount of stuff that you can do with the camera and you're just starting out so what's that like well it's been like just to write it about a year now right um it's been a lot of watching youtube a lot of you know reading articles that sort of thing amen to youtube um and I do everything all manual, so I'm controlling all my exposure settings, you know, my shutter speed, my aperture, uh, my my ISO, all of that, white balance, everything. You're not doing any of that on your phone. You're just yeah. you're just pushing the button on your phone. Point That's, and click. Yeah. Um and then, you know, like uh, other things like focal length and stuff like that is all I have to take all of that into account too. Um it's I didn't find it too hard to learn. Okay. Um, I'm a I'm generally a pretty quick learner though. Um, the main thing is you just you just have to do it. You can't just try to learn it. You have to apply it too. If I sit there and watch every YouTube video, it does not matter if I don't pick up my camera. Yeah. So it's a, yeah. So it's <clears> a lot <throat> like other art forms in that aspect where. You know, you can you can read all the books on it. You can do all that, but until you actually start doing it, that's when the real progress sets in. Absolutely, and that that's like, and that's what I think is actually so cool about you know having like, just like the ease of access for like a good camera with phones and stuff is that can it can help people get into photography and stuff like that, like it did for you, because it's just like, oh well, I actually really do like doing this. Maybe I can work to get into this hobby and then for you that turned into a career in a is this is this what you want to be like your main career or do you want this to be more of like a hobby thing 
yeah, I absolutely want it to be a career thing, and I'm working towards that. Just yeah. little steps every every day. You're already taking shots at the Rough Riders, so yeah. I mean, I don't get paid for that, but it's <laughs> oh, do it's, you not, eh? No, I wow. don't. But but that's the thing. Since I'm so new at photography, I don't think I even would have done it if they were like, "Yeah, we're gonna pay you," because then. There's a responsibility. That's true. <laughs> that's so true. Once you start getting paid, like, that's when you're like, oh, I have to make this look really good, and I don't yeah. know how. <laughs> yeah. That's, and and it turns out that I'm just pretty good at it, but going into it, I had no idea. I had no idea if I would be good at it. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I live three minutes from the arena. Yep. They're looking for a photographer. I've got a camera. I've got the equipment. I've got the time. I'll just go do it. Get in there I'll just and do go. It. I'll just go do the thing, and if it turns out good, it turns out good. Right. If it doesn't, <laughs> well, you they, know, whatever. They didn't pay me. Exactly. You didn't feel like you. D- you don't have that guilt of like, oh man, they paid me a lot, and I just botched, like botched it all. Like it was like it was free, guys. So you got free photos. One hundred percent. Why I don't want to do wedding photography. That okay? Because that's, that's super, super high pressure. It's so expensive too. Yeah. Because like, yeah, like you can get a lot of money from doing wedding photographer, but you gotta be, you gotta know what you're doing. Yeah. That, yeah. Because I, that's the biggest day in those people's lives. Oh yeah. If you and, if you fuck it up, uh oh. <laughs> if, if you fuck it up, they're gonna sue you. Yeah. They will 100 percent sue you. They're gonna be like, you ruined all of this. We paid you yeah. so much money and you didn't do anything. And it's just like, I'm so sorry. And, and I've everybody I know that's got married had a wedding photographer has had complaints. There's always, always, always a picture that the photographer forgot to get. Right. And that's that's always going to be true because they're just one person. Oh yeah. Maybe two, but if they're two, that other person that whose name isn't on the business is generally somebody that's like some kind of apprentice or they're something learning. like that. They're yeah. learning and. Of course, they're going to forget stuff because they're still learning it. Exactly. And their shots aren't going to be as, like, the composition isn't going to be as great. You know, maybe they didn't pay attention to the lighting or anything like that. Yeah. So, yeah, it, you kind of get that, like, mixed bag when you add another person into it. And plus, when you add another person into any kind of creative endeavor, well, now you're getting a whole another set of creative interpretation, which can be good and can be bad. Yeah. So, yeah, I can, I can understand why... Uh, you have not gotten into wedding photography. Do yeah. you do you have any desire to ever? Maybe like years down the line when you're amazing. It would. <laughs> it would while. have to be like years and years from now. There's that's fair. There's no way I'm doing it anytime soon though. That's fair. I, th- I yeah, you could approach it with the kind of thing where it's like, oh my, buddy's getting married or something like that, and they don't really care about the pictures. Maybe I'll take some pictures for free or something. I don't know. Yeah, I my cousin's getting married this summer. She's got a photographer already. I told her I wouldn't do it. Right. I told her I'll bring I told her I told her I'll bring my camera. I'll take any pictures that you want me to take. I was like, but I'm not gonna be like responsible for being your sole wedding photographer. Plus it's, it's like too much pressure. It's my cousin's wedding. Like I wanna just hang out a little bit. You awesome. Know? Yeah, and, and also if you if you mess it up, you still have to see them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. You don't want that hanging over yours like you're like but I gotta see him at the family reunion and then they'll know. <laughs> probably more forgiving than other people though. So fair, you know it's nice that you got that opportunity though, because now you, you do have an opportunity to take more photos in that area of expertise because I imagine taking photos for something like a wedding and taking something photos for something like sports, though it's like night and day difference, honestly. It, yeah. 
I would I would assume so. I've never done a wedding, That's obviously, because right. I don't want to. You'll but... be able to come back and tell me. Because, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, for action shots, like when you're doing sports photography, is there a specific kind of, like, setup that you have to have for that, like, versus what you would do for taking, like, graduation photos or like like senior photos or something like that yeah the main thing is going to be shutter speed right shutter speed's gonna your shutter speed has to at least be a certain speed because you want to you want to freeze the action but you don't want to freeze it too much you still kind of want there to be a little bit of blur because it'll make it look like they're moving yeah even though it's a still image so you can't you can't go too fast you can't go too slow um versus like you know, a portrait session, you can pretty much have the shutter speed whatever you want it to be. It There's kind of some stuff that goes along with the focal length that you're using too. Right. Um, but other than that, your your settings can basically be whatever you want them to be for a portrait. But when there's movement and action and stuff like that, you have to, you have to really take that into account. You gotta be ready for it. Absolutely. That sounds... Intense, uh, and in my opinion, difficult because I'm not good with the camera. I'm I'm not bad. I am mediocre. You've got a great eye for it. I'll tell you that. Thank you. You've got that artistic. I've seen you take photos. You've got a really great artistic eye. Thank you. Um, even if you don't have this skill set, right? And I think that's where I feel like for people who are just starting out with uh, getting a camera or something like that, like that can seem really daunting. But as you were saying earlier, like. Once you actually start doing it and learning what all the settings mean and stuff, it's actually not that bad. Honestly, yeah, like learning the technical aspects of it to me is the easy part. Learning the artistic part of it is a little bit harder. But again, it's just going out, doing it, figuring out what you like. So that's always interesting me about like creative, uh, act, like like creative. How oh, what's the word? That, well, just it, like stuff like photography, where there's a very technical aspect, but there's also a very artistic. Aspect. Graphic design is very much also in that uh, range. So I, you know, I'm the graphic designer for LAS. I have a graphic design job from a regular nine to five, and there's a very heavy technical aspect that people will gravitate towards if that's like the kind of stuff they like to do. But there's also a very artistic aspect that people can gravitate towards. So, for instance, with photography, like. I might have the artistic side of it down, but I got none of the technical down. So, like, walking around with just a 50-millimeter prime, um, it, that's a that's something that a lot of people do as, like, a creative exercise. Because since you're locked into one specific focal length, you have to look at everything through that 50-millimeter focal length. Makes sense. You can't, you can't see something exactly the way that you want to see it, and then match your focal length to that, basically, like you could if you just had all your lenses with you. Right. You have to try to make that picture the best you can with just that one that one focal length, that one lens, which also helps take some of the technical aspect of it down. So then you can focus more on the creative aspect instead of just the technical aspect mixed in with it. Interesting. I, I always like that because, like, uh, putting limitations on yourself... Uh, I feel like really breeds creativity. I mean, we see it all the time in like video games, for instance. You know, uh, take Super Mario Brothers, the first one. Even just the music for it. They had such hard limitations when they were making that that you have to be creative if you want it to be good. 
and that helps you learn more of the artistic aspect and help you learn how to really get the most out of very little. And so I, I think that that sounds like a great piece of advice for anyone who's looking to get into photography. Try to limit yourself a little bit so that you're forcing yourself to be creative to get those good shots that you want to get. Absolutely. I think the I think the biggest disservice I did to myself was buying too much gear right away. <laughs> you were already ready to go. You were suited up. <laughs> oh, that's such a good thing to put out there, though. Can you talk about that a little bit more? Because I feel like every time I find a new passion or a new hobby or a new something, I just start buying things and, and gobbling up things and go way down the rabbit hole when maybe I shouldn't, you know, and maybe I should like figure out one aspect of it and grow within that or you know does that make sense yeah that, that makes a lot of sense and it leads to it leads to you getting burnt out that's how you end up with hobby graveyards yeah like that's i have a ton of hobby graveyards i got Me rid of too. a hobby graveyard <laughs> to you know start potentially start a new one i didn't know how much i was gonna like photography right you know at first um it just turned out that i really really enjoy it which is um, awesome yeah um but when I when I started out, I immediately bought the camera. I bought a uh, twenty four millimeter to seventy millimeter lens. Um, I bought an eighty five millimeter lens. I bought a a couple lights, um, some lighting modifiers. I bought all kinds of stuff because I had the money for it, basically. Yeah. But uh, I probably should have maybe just stuck with like that twenty four to seventy and bought nothing else after that, and just just tried to do the best that I could with that for a while and just really messed around with that for a while. Right. Um. Just because some of these lenses that I have now kind of just sit around because I've just got too I've got too much stuff. I don't use my lights all the time because I don't need the lights for hockey. No. Yeah. Um, that's for sure. You know, they just kind of sit in my basement. I use them every once in a while. You know, I get the I get the flashes out, and I, you know, I do like portraits of my wife or something just just because we're bored on the weekend. Um, I I do need the lights if I ever want to start doing portraits, but I didn't need them when I bought them. Yeah, it's nice to have the stuff for when you need it, but like, yeah, like, like you were saying, like when you when you start out and you have all of this stuff, I really liked what you were saying about like the hobby graveyards because. When you just have so much and you're like, like, I don't know how to even use half this stuff. Or like, you know, I have all this stuff and I feel like I'm not using it. Do I even keep doing this because I'm not using all the stuff that I have? Like, that can be really overwhelming. And then just like, you're like, ah, it's too much. I don't even want to do it. And it's nice that you persevered through that. Yeah, I I bought so much stuff I actually had to buy a cabinet to put all of it in. <laughs> Just because it was, it was, and that was part of it too. That's another thing. It was getting overwhelming because of how much stuff I had, and I didn't have any way to organize it. So I, I bought a cabinet and I organized all the stuff. So now when I want a lens, I can go, and they're all on one shelf, and I can say, okay, yeah, I want this one today. I'm gonna, I'm gonna shoot with this one, you know, or okay, I want this modifier off of this shelf, you know, stuff like that. But you would, you would recommend for people who are starting out. Maybe start small, and that will help you, like, kind of hone in a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. Buy yourself. I wouldn't recommend, like, a, a prime lens to start out. You know, get something that's variable. Get something like a 24-70. to 70. 
a lot of cameras will just come with that as a kit lens. It's not quite as good as the one that I bought. But the one that I bought was very expensive. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, maybe, maybe start that way. Uh, shoot everything that you want to shoot with that. Um, and then, and then once you start to get to feeling really comfortable with that, maybe branch out a bit. If you want to do portrait st- type stuff, get one light, get one modifier. Yep. Uh, you can, because you can do that for relatively cheap too. You can get like a an on camera flash. It's maybe like. 150 200 bucks get yourself one of those uh umbrellas the photography umbrellas everybody see them uh you can get those for like 20 dollars. they're super cheap um and then you can start taking like one light portraits uh doing all kinds of stuff with that you'd be surprised what you can do with just one light huh but my dumb ass bought it. <laughs> you bought everything. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I was like, wow, there's so much you can do with just like this middle amount of things. Good thing I already bought out the entirety of Sony's catalog. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, yes. Yeah. And But I made mistakes and now I'm trying to pass it on. Don't that's, make the same mistakes that I did. That's such an important, like, like because you're gonna make mistakes in a hobby and no matter what hobby you do you're gonna make mistakes in it and like it's 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 awesome that you're able to learn from it and then through this we can help inform people who are looking to and it's not just photography it's honestly for every hobby if you want to do graphic design there's so many free programs out there start with that don't jump right into adobe you're gonna like like you were saying overwhelm yourself it's gonna turn into a hobby graveyard because you're gonna be like i can't afford this it's like yeah no you can't because you're starting out and you don't know what you're doing Get the free program. It's just the same thing, pretty much. And then move on to the Adobe Suite, and you have use all those tools together. But I like that. Start start small and, and dip your toesies, your little toesies into the water. Yes. Get, get them nice just, and wet. Just dip them in. Dip, dip those piggies in there. <laughs> With that, we're going to take a quick break, and then we'll be right back to talk more about you what what you would uh, y- your your future into photography? I'd really like to discuss where you would like this to go for yourself. So Logan, hit him with the ads, and we're back. Logan, thank you so much for hitting our viewers in the face with advertisements. Nothing brings me more joy. You know what actually brings me more joy than advertisements? What? LAS Plus. That's oh, right. So loud. It's <laughs> I really have to scream it You're so I really can get excited. people's attention about yeah, it. Because yeah. I'm excited, Logan, about LAS Plus. Plus, 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 plus. It's a premium subscription service for the LAS Podcast Network. And not only does it go to help support this show, it helps support all shows on the network. So you're you're not only supporting me, but you're supporting local Cedar Rapidian creatives. It's just $10 a month, and with that, you get access to ad-free episodes, bonus content, bonus stuff with all sorts of live shows. Maybe it's maybe you get discounted drinks. Maybe you get early access to ticketed events. Stuff like that. You know, there's so much good stuff with LAS Plus, and I want I want all of you so badly to just go to LASpodcastnetwork.com slash plus just to even check it out. Just just wet your your lips a little bit in the anticipation of getting LAS plus. Uh, <laughs> I'm, my lips are – I'm going to stop with that. Yeah, no, that's bit. where you should stop. <laughs> that's where we're going to stop with that bit. Like, LAS plus is great, but come on, man. But let's, you know, let's, let's reel it back in here a bit. But for real, though – Thank you to all of our LAS Plus subscribers. You are the reason we are able to do these shows. 
able to keep doing this stuff. It genuinely means the world to me, and I know it genuinely means the world to all of our all of our content creators here on the network and just everyone involved with the network. So thank you so much. Please keep being awesome. If you haven't started, start today. It's $10 a month. What are you waiting for? It's just 10 bucks. 10 bucks. Do it. 10 do bucks. It do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Open up the, open up the web browser. Do it. Siri, <laughs> Chrome. Alexa. Alexa. <laughs> I don't know what the commands are to go to a website. <laughs> LASpodcastnetwork.com forward slash plus. Subscribe. Confirm. Yeah, I just did it for you. There you go. I just Done. did it. Done. Done. If your Siri or Alexa did it, good job. I know what I'm doing. I'm the program whisperer. Anyways, let's get back to the actual real episode. Uh, anyways, moving on from that. Sorry that you had to sit through that atrocity of me attempting to create an ad on the fly. Didn't go well, but here we are. Anyways. The, the worst part was you missed the callback. You told them to, uh, you know, wet their lips, but you should have told them to dip their toes in. Just get just fully, talking about dipping toes before that. Just get fully immersed in an aquatic experience. <laughs> wet the lips, dip the toes. Tyson, would you like to be the new host of Creating Crap with Craig? Let's yeah. Let's. <laughs> but my name's not Craig. That's, that's okay. <laughs> Creating Crap with Tyson. Yeah. Not the same. Doesn't record. have quite the. No, we um, would still call it Creating Crap with Craig. Oh, but it's just Tyson. <laughs> <laughs> it's Tyson. <laughs> I'm your host. Anyways. So, going back to what I was saying earlier, let's talk about let's talk about your future, Tyson. Where do you see yourself in five years? <laughs> it's now a job interview. This I, is an interview. Sell yourself to me. <laughs> I have actually no real idea. Um, I'm right now. I'm sort of just in this stage where I'm just trying to get my name out there as a photographer. That's um, fair. I'm doing a pretty good job of it. It seems like so far. Um. But um, I've I've actually had uh, some some people reach out to me about photography jobs here. Hey, that's um, great. Haven't necessarily like applied for them yet. I'm not 100% sure if that's like the route that I want to go or if I want to be doing my own thing. Yeah. Uh, just starting like a portrait business or something like that. Um, I don't really want to work at my nine to five job anymore. I can tell you that, but God, I feel that, that one, Tyson. I feel <laughs> that <in> my soul. <laughs> <laughs> I think a lot of people do. I think yeah. probably just about everybody that would listen to this podcast would probably feel that Honestly. one in their soul. So you're at a bit of a crossroads here. There's a lot of directions you could go right now. There is a lot of directions I could go. Is, is and that does that like weigh down on you at all? Like like. Is that? Did you do you sweat in the middle of the night going? Oh God, what do I do? I just I hit the pillow and I'm like just a out. champ. Yeah, well, it's because I'm busy. But oh, that's <laughs> you just, so you're just exhausted. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I uh, yeah, you have a lot of directions you can go right now. I I do, and the they're not they're not as scary as it seems because they could all just end up back at the same place. I don't know. That's true. You know, just because I take a photography job doesn't mean I couldn't not work on my own business or something. Right. Um, it's just sort of, do I want do I want to deal with the public in a way where I'm doing my own business kind of thing, or do I just want to, do I want to keep working for somebody else? I don't really mind having a nine-to-five job. I just kind of tired of mine. Uh, the money's not really there for one thing. Oh, but, that's fair. Yeah. yeah, this is actually kind of a, this could be kind of a scary point for a lot of people who are looking to turn 
what once was a hobby into a legitimate job is like, all right, well, do I want to keep working for somebody else or do I want to try doing my own stuff? Can I hack it doing my own stuff? I, I hope I can. Because, like, I mean, the reason I'm not a freelance graphic designer is because I had no desire to try and find my own clients and then do my own taxes and, like, all that rigmarole. Uh, so I was like, well, maybe I'll... Maybe I'll go into more of like the the work for somebody else direction, and I, I've I've seemed to have preferred that over freelance. The freelance stuff you have so much creative freedom, and it's awesome. But there's also that added stress where it's it's a one man show, and that can be really really difficult sometimes. Uh, that can put a lot of stress on yourself, and that's hard. But again, there's that freedom there, which is really enticing, really nice. So I've been my own boss before. Um. How did that go? It went fine. Okay. I didn't. I didn't particularly like what I was doing. Oh, okay. Um, so I got out of that, uh, and then I actually was going back to school for electronics, um, and then came up here to work for Collins, um, and there's there's things that I like uh, that are good and bad from both. I I do very much miss the freedom. Of being my own boss, yeah. going to do the thing whenever I had to go do the thing or whatever. Um, but also the simplicity of just having a nine to five job is very nice too. Having that that structure is nice. Yeah, honestly, it is. So that that's that's almost the worst part is that I don't know what I want to do. Because I've experienced both. <laughs> <laughs> now you have to try and weigh the pros and cons. Of like, what did I like and, about one and not about the other? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I come from a long line of people that have all worked for themselves, too. And done nothing but complain. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, am I going to add to that line? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But also, like, they, most of my relatives that have worked for themselves never would have lasted at like a real job. They, oh, they just wouldn't. Yeah. They're just those kind of people. Yeah, some people really don't function that well when they are working under someone. They really got to be their own boss. Yeah. I am not that way. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people aren't that way, and there's nothing wrong with that. But no, you know, honestly, they're never. If you're like out there and you're like, like, yeah, I, I, I like having the structure. I'm like, that's totally okay. That's totally chill. I like it. I don't, you know, being my own boss terrifies me a bit. <laughs> it it doesn't terrify me, but there there is a bit of scariness there where it's like everything is your responsibility. Yes. If something gets messed up, that's on you. Oh, if, yeah. if if you don't if you don't do whatever you're doing enough to pay your bills, that's your fault. It's yeah. all on you. It's not, you know, you can't I I said earlier the money's just not there in my 9 to 5. But I can blame them on that. Right, yeah. <laughs> it's partially my fault because I just haven't gone and looked for something else. But, you know, they could also just give me they, more money. They could give you more money. Like, they're a huge company. They Maybe they'll give hear me this podcast money. and be like, you know, he deserves more money. They'll probably hear this <laughs> podcast and fire me. They'll be like, hey, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> just make my decisions for me, whatever. I'll go be my own boss. There you go. It's already decided. You don't have to make the decision anymore. Yeah. Sometimes that is nice when, like, something just kind of happens. You're like, oh, no, I don't have to decide. <laughs> it already happened. Yeah, I've, I've been there before. <laughs> that is that's kind of nice. Yeah. Uh, so 
yeah, you're you're sitting at this at this crossroad, and uh, do do either. So, in terms of photography, what what di- what direction do you are you looking at? Do you want to stick with like the sports stuff? Honestly, I could go any direction I wanted with photography because I kind of like most of the like really easily viable, you know, like right. ways to make money with photography. You don't take senior photos. I, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I would. I would love to do that. Oh, I yeah. like. I like taking pictures of people. Um, senior photos actually seem like the most fun kind of photos you can do, honestly, because those are the ones where you can really let that person come out and be themselves you know you take like family portraits those are just for their moms you know like everybody's got to act just as perfect as their mom thinks that they are for those pictures you take senior pictures of somebody though and and those are all about bringing their personality out which that that seems really fun to me um you know i could do i could do sports pictures like there's there's definitely ways that i could pursue that further um I'm starting to get to the point where I have a pretty large portfolio of sports photos. There we go. <laughs> so I could I could definitely, you know, do something, start shopping that around. Um, the The possibilities are kind of endless, honestly. That's, that's maybe the worst part. <laughs> yeah, honestly. Like, there's so many things that you can do with photography. There's like, like, there's like, wow, I have choices up the wazoo. Well, and the nice thing for you is that you have experience uh, kind of doing both. And, you know, say a kid, uh, he's on, like, the soccer team. And he's like, well, I'd like my senior photos to, like, me be, like, doing soccer stuff. And you're like, I got you. I've taken sports photos. I know what I'm doing. And yeah. you can take those photos for them, whereas someone who's never done them might be like, I don't know how to get action shots and stuff. I don't know <laughs> what I'm doing. So like, just stand on that brick wall and we'll be good. That's, <laughs> that's another thing, though. I think... I think that if you're going to start a photography business, you need to be versatile on that kind of stuff too. That's very important. You you almost need to be able to do anything that your customer is going to request of you. That's that's going to get you a lot more business in the end. If if they want that action shot, you can do that. If they want kind of crazy moody moody lighting or something, you know, you can do that. In a dark like, church with bats everywhere. That sounds awesome. That I sounds would love rad to, as well. I would love to do that, <laughs> that photo session. Sounds rad. Somebody reach out to me. We will do it. Let's take vampire photos. <laughs> it might take us all day for me to just figure out how to do it. But we'll do but it. We'll do it. <laughs> I, I I that's such an important aspect of so many like creative stuff, like uh not being blindsided by something where you're like well, I've never done that. I can't help you. I don't know how to do that. Like, it's really important to be able to say, like, yeah, I've done that before. Like, like, yeah, I've done a little bit of that before, so I, I, I know what I'm doing. And do- that can kind of relieve the stress off you and especially off your client who's like, well, do I want to go with this guy who's never done it before? So. Yeah. You And and even if you haven't done it before, just tell him you have and so, Google it. Just, yeah. <laughs> just get on YouTube and find somebody that has. That's literally how I got my first. That's how I got my first job doing graphic design. Hell yeah. I I uh so I worked for a library and uh I told them that I had done graphic de- and to my credit, I was a student of graphic design. They didn't know that I hadn't started any classes of graphic design, <laughs> but they didn't need to know that. And so I I was like Oh yeah, I know how to do like that. Cause they're like, so do you know how to do you know like these like make social media posts and like how to like set up stuff for you know some signs? And I was like, 
yeah, yeah, no, I know how to do that. And they were like, oh, awesome. It sounds like you're going to be a great fit. And they pretty much offered the job for me right there. And I was like, yeah, awesome. I'll, like, I'll take it up. Went home. And I was like, how do, how do I do any of that? I don't even know what I'm doing. And so it was just furious Googling and, like, watching YouTube tutorials. And, like, it, it, it worked out. Like, you know, I, I just kind of figured it out myself. It was, uh, it was a little spooky because I was just like, God, I can't mess this up. <laughs> I told them that I know what I'm doing and I have no clue. But it, it was just like... Sometimes you gotta you gotta lie to get the job that you want. It's okay to lie a little bit. How do you think I got this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's lying, right? It's more of a um, maybe a faking it till you make it type exactly. of situation. It, it definitely know? is that living up to it, right? Because yeah. yeah. if you didn't live up to that job, I would have been fired. You wouldn't get another one, yeah. right? You would you'd be screwed. You'd have to rebuild and keep going. But you know, it's a it's a putting yourself in that position so that you can get to the point where you're ready for that position. Exactly. Right? And that job taught me a lot about how to do graphic design. And it was because like, it wasn't me just like bullshitting just to get a job. It was like, well, I might not at this moment really know what I'm doing, but I'm going to take this job and this is going to help me learn so that I can do this job better. And I'm going to do my research beforehand. So I don't go into it completely blind and like, use this more as a learning experience. And it sounds like you're doing that with like the Rough Riders. Like this is a huge learning experience that's, for you. That's exactly what it was. I went into it. I was like, I've never taken sports pictures before in my life, it, but I just decided <laughs> I was going to do it. Like, I, I'll do it. <laughs> yeah. I actually, um, <laughs> super funny. I was like, I wonder before I actually told him I was interested in stuff. I was actually like, I, I wonder if I can do this. You know, I was like, right. My my wife wanted to go to Iowa City and meet her friend for supper one night, okay? Her friend just happens to work at the mall in Coralville. I was like, okay, let's go on a Wednesday night. She's like, why a Wednesday night? I was like, because they play pickup hockey <laughs> on Wednesday nights. And so I actually took my, my camera and stuff and like just took her down there and – and they were off, you know, doing whatever. And well, I was just... I was just in the mall at the ice rink there taking hockey pictures. And they turned out great. And I was like, cool, I can do this. Yeah, you're like, all right, I can do this. All right, I got yeah. this. Like, I was like, all right, bye, honey, I got to do this. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. I, you know what? Seek out those opportunities. Grab it yeah. by the horns. And take pictures of random people. Did you or did you approach them like, like, Hey, can I take pictures of you guys? Or did you just like I'm just gonna take pictures until someone tells me to stop? They're they're in public. I can do whatever I That's want. That's true. That's <laughs> true. You'd be like, hey, hey, you know where you are. I can do this. Yeah. <laughs> no, none of them said anything to me. Uh, there was one that was kind of hamming it up for the camera a little bit, actually. So, so they, they, were, they were all in. Yeah, they were all in. <laughs> they were they were perfectly fine with I it. I love that. Yeah. Or do, do those photos ex- exist for like? them to find at any like they're like hey that's me no i just i just kept them they're, they're on my computer or something that's i think i have no that's idea fair. that's fair that's fair well let this seems like a this seems like a good note to send it off of fake it till you make it people that can on a, 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 this is actually genuine advice here pretending like you know what you're doing sometimes can legitimately help you do the thing like i don't know what it is but like Having confidence that you know what you're doing has helped me do stuff that I wouldn't be able to do if I had no confidence in it. 
like at all. You know what I'm saying? Yes, you just have to do the thing. Singers sing, writers write, photographers photograph. <laughs> That's exactly what they do. Uh, photography is a verb. That's the pull-out quote <laughs> on this the... episode. That's great. Photographers photograph. <laughs> but, yeah, so moral of the story, fake it until you make it, because if you do something with confidence, you might just be able to do the thing that you didn't think you could, and you might surprise yourself. Try out different hobbies. Maybe you'll fi- Maybe you will, like you, find something that you didn't even know you loved. Oh, yeah. I tried a lot of hobbies before I got to this one. <laughs> <laughs> we all know your tournament, Magic the Gathering, didn't pan out, but here you are now. It would have if I would have just kept going. If you I was just buckled down and really you were like, I almost said Blue Eyes White Dragon, that's Yu-Gi-Oh. Different game. <laughs> I don't even know what. I don't even know Magic cards, man. Uh, Black Lotus is the Black Lotus. Big, if expensive. you just kept, you know, if you just. I, I'm too poor for a Black Lotus, though. That's. How expensive is a black lotus? Oh, it's Always like, four digits. What the f- They're crazy <laughs> expensive. Those alpha ones? It was like six figures, right? What? They're way up there, yeah. What is this game? I don't understand. This is like this is like Warhammer levels of like expensive. That's an expensive hobby. Yeah. Well for sure. maybe if photography doesn't pan out, you can go back to Magic the Gathering. So at least you have that to fall back yeah, on. Yeah, I don't really want to though. No, nobody wants to. <laughs> no one wants to do that. Right. Well, <laughs> Uh, middle of last year, a rare Black Lotus, I imagine, Alpha set, first set, um, sold for $511,000. Wow. On that note, let's get the hell out of here. buy so much camera equipment. <laughs> you could buy everything. <laughs> Anyways. You could buy a business that already exists and just have them do the photography. And then that's, you just buy that's the true, yeah. You don't have to buy the equipment, just buy the photographers. Yes. More <laughs> of the story, sell your black lotus to buy photographers. And then start a photography business through that. I Anyways, like it. There we go. We solved, we we solved, solved the problem. We solved we solved it. Alright, well, thank you everybody so much for listening. This has been a fantastic time. Tyson, thank you for coming in and doing this on a whim, honestly, it felt like. But uh, kind of. Shout out to Alex for connecting this and making this happen. Thank you, Alex. Uh is there anything that you would like to plug here now before we get out of here? Um, just check my website, uh, TysonNilesPhotography.com. Check out that website. Um, it's got cool pictures that I've taken. So cool. I like that. Uh, you can come find me at the Rough Riders games. Go find him. They're Search a, him out. They're a blast to go to anyways. They are. You should be going. <laughs> they're fun. Support your local hockey players. And uh, on that note, Logan? Uh, LAS Plus. This show comes out every other week. Yeah, it does. Every other Thursday. And a little sneak peek in the future. We might be looking to do some some video stuff, but we'll get into that later. We'll get into that later. Yeah, we there's don't time. Have to, we don't have to, there's time. There's time. Just, we, we don't got to give everything away. No, right? No. We don't have to part the kimono fully. Just a little tease. We say that too much around we here. We say it way too much. Oh, well. Anyways, thank you all so much for listening. This has been a blast. Tyson, thank you for coming on. Logan, thank you for hitting buttons really well. I'm Craig Johnson, and I don't have an outro motto, but no, fake it till you make it, baby. It should be photographers, photographer. Photographer, everyone all at once. Three, two, one. Photographers, Photographers, photographer. photographer.